We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. Super hyped about it. Okay. Colonization is on our way. Interesting. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 12th of January, 2021. I'm Flo. And I'm Sam. And today we have one of my lovely, lovely friends. This is Kevin, everyone. Say hello. Hello. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> um, Sam Thank and you for Kevin. <laughs> lovely to have you on. Sam and Kevin have actually met in person, so that's fantastic. So it's a friend from both of us today. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about a little cheeky topic flirting and attraction. So I guess I wanted to kick this off and by saying, what do you guys def- define flirting for start? Well, I guess, which one do you guys want to define first? Flirting or attraction? Which one do you think comes first? <laughs> attraction comes first, I guess. Definitely attraction. attraction. Yeah, definitely yeah. attraction comes first. So how would you define as attraction? I think it's like, is as simple as you, when you see someone new, you, you look, you kind of look twice. <laughs> That's, that double take. Yeah, that double, double take. When you meet the person for the first time and you're like, whoa, I think that's, <laughs> that, that in itself is attraction. Mm, so physical yes. attraction. Yeah, phys- that's definitely for, just for physical attraction. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. A, a, being attracted to their personality, that takes way more time. Um, but wouldn't you consider that as like a straight off vibe? Yeah, do you get a vibe? Would you... So when, like, isn't, oh, that kind of as, isn't that counted as personality though? So you, you vibe, like you know whether you vibes with someone in like the first five minutes of a conversation. True, I, I agree, but I think it takes a bit more logical thought uh, um, to understand if you're comp- really, really compatible though. We're talking about compatibility. We're not talking about compatibility. We're just talking about pure attraction. <laughs> Oh, okay. Then, okay. Then I agree with you guys. <laughs> I think it's um when uh yes, it's the it can be the double take. Sometimes it can be like a lightning bolt, and you see them, and you're just like, oh my god, I have to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> and then and then you talk, and it's like, ooh, it's like this little voice in my head, or like this feeling kind of zaps me, and it's like, ooh, I want to know more about you, or I want to know. <laughs> how you think of things about things like what do you think of this yes. why do you think that way how do you think about it what do you think of this mm-hmm. like those kinds of questions and then you find yourself just wondering about i think even day-to-day things and it's it's that kind of i think curiosity for me like that interest in wanting to know about how they see and experience the world mm. I, I think when i when i when i feel like i want to know that about someone that's when i'm like okay I clearly will like talking to you and I need to spend more time with you to figure out where and what it could be and how we both mm. define that. Okay. Flo, how do you define attraction? Attraction, well, then I subdivide it into the types of attraction. So it's physical attraction and then like intellectual attraction. Um, but then, like I said, you know, uh, I've, I consider if you vibe with them, in the first few cents, oh, okay, not few first few cent, First five minutes of conversation, mm-hmm. you kind of get a wavelength in a sense. Um, and the way that they talk or the way that they carry themselves, it kind of hooks you in in a mm-hmm. sense. Like, you 
creates that little bit of intrigue that Kevin's talking about. Um, <laughs> so I think there's definitely there's something about an allure of a person. Uh, there's like that mystery element in a sense. So I think that comes to your definition, Kevin, in terms of you know you kind of want to know how their brain works. And it's like interesting. You're like, oh, this is a different perspective. This is new. Or this is something that I haven't heard before or I don't hear very often. I think that can get quite exciting, Mm. just understanding how a person's brain works. But physical attraction, definitely. You kind of kind of see them and you you normally know what you like and you don't like in a sense, (laughs) straight off the bat. So so off of that, right, when when Mm. you do see someone uh, and and let's say you're attracted to them, do you typically notice the same thing first or or do you always see and value different things overall uh seeing the same thing first yeah like in a person yeah like let's say yeah let's say it's starting off visually right like you're seeing mm-hmm. someone and you're like oh, okay this person's cool I, I like them or i'm attracted mm-hmm. to them do you mm-hmm. notice usually the same thing across the board with people or or is it um oh you mean like how I, I think I think I would, wait. Do you mean like how some people are like oh they look at people's hands <laughs> like yeah like oh my god their hands are really great or <laughs> their skin is fantastic or I don't yeah. know they have lovely eyes, eyes I love pretty, their smile yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff is it always the same first thing for you or is it just or or do you, does that not matter does when you see someone it's just oh I like you um for me it's not so much. Uh, I guess there are physical as- uh, aspects that you kind of have a consistency of, but it's more so it's like that feeling that they in like create inside in yourself <laughs> that you're kind of like, and you enjoy like from a visual aspect, you kind of just enjoy looking and like observing <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on what which part you're attracted to type thing. Like the way that they talk, the way that they carry themselves, the way they look, the way that they smile, little things of like, you know, the way they, they tilt their head or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the, like I'm a very observant person. I like I stare a lot because I'm just like taking in a lot of visual information. <laughs> yeah. Watching. Observing. Yeah, pretty much. Sam? What's the question? <laughs> I, I lost the question. <laughs> Um, uh, when you are attracted to someone or I guess even considering if you're attracted to someone, when, uh, do you always look for the same thing first or before like, I answer your question, before yeah. I ask, answer your question, that's a really interesting question because you said before we consider being attracted to someone, do you think, mm-hmm. do you think we have, uh, some conscious say on who we are being attracted, who we are attracted to? recognition of whether you are or not yeah so it's like you know you take in information and you're kind of processing and then you decide whether this is what you're feeling right now is attraction or not uh yeah okay and, and also yeah. whether you want to act on it too mm-hmm. okay okay fair enough i accept that um but yeah to to your question mm, i don't know i i don't think i've been i can't remember like how many times I really attracted to someone. So, and every time that I have been, it's something different. 
So I yep. don't think there have been patterns. There's just been um, a slightly different thing about each person that really attracted me to them. So, but of course I can't, I can't say that the first thing isn't um, the, how they look because that's yep. just how we're wired. And yeah, of course. That's just how we receive the first piece of information, you know, with our eyes. Yeah. If, yeah. if they're physically attractive, then of course I'm going to double take, you know, I'll look like, mm-hmm. whoa, you yeah. look up, you look very, you're very easy on the eyes, you know? Yeah, you're very <laughs> pleasing to look at. Like, yeah, so exactly. looking at you just makes me smile or happy and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I think... but, but then, of course, like the personality matters more. Mm. Yes. But it, you know, it's nice that, you know, mm-hmm. if your significant other kind of just needs to like, just, like look at you and just be happy, <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think like, it's both worlds. Having your significant other um, finding you physically attractive is definitely something really important. I know people say that it's really shallow and stuff, but I think it's super important. I think it's super important because we're visual creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, the reality of our existence. I think both yeah. are, are, are very important. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard, and it's hard it, to say one is more. Than- mm-hmm. And like psych- psychologically, like I'm pretty sure like I've read this experiment where people just naturally attribute um, good characteristics to um, better looking people. That's why better looking people have, have it kind of easier in life. It it is, there is some scientific um, backing to this. So if you people are salty about it, yeah, whatever, you know, this is just how it is. is, This this rings a bell. This does Mm -hmm. ring a bell. And um, yeah, I actually, I I, I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. There's actually two sides to that. It depends on context. Um, for that study, uh, if I remember correctly, it's yes, even though um, having, when you see a attractive person, you kind of attribute a bit more better qualities. Mm-hmm. But for example, if you have an attractive person on a court stand, you are less likely to trust them because there's an assumption that they've had like an easier or a, they've kind of mm-hmm. cruised through life. So it depends on context. But mm. hmm. Then wouldn't an ugly person do better in court? Does that... yeah, it's all about perception and you know how how well do you trust this person's account or like what do they what per- possible agendas or experience that could have been um, molded or altered mm-hmm. in a sense because of the, the way that they look. So it's like for example, if you see a pretty person on the stand and they're being accused of kind of stealing something or something like that, then you're just like, then you kind of have that preconception of like, oh, how has this person's life been type thing? That's on a separate thing. Okay. Fair enough. But Mm -hmm. if I get a chance to pick, I would rather be good looking than not good looking. (laughs) uh... Fair enough, fair enough. This reminds me of um, just a dumb internet thing that that I've seen from time Mm -hmm. to time is... uh, Step one, be attractive. Step two, don't be unattractive. <laughs> yeah. Attraction is also in the eye of the beholder, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, like to to an extent, yes, but there you can't deny that there is like an object, like um, universal objective standard, right? Like you may not find this person a attractive but in um 
society might deem them as above average in yeah, attractiveness. But, but <laughs> like if you give that that like a picture of that person to everyone in the world and they were to like give them a rating from one to ten, like and a good looking person would rank above the average all most of the time. So mm. that's kind of what I mean by universally universally objective standard, right? So easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot to do with symmetry, isn't it? In terms of oh. symmetry, mirroring, depending on culture as well, upbringing. I actually um saw this read this article about this this ex- exact same thing, symmetry. So what they did was they took very um, attractive people by their social standards um, <laughs> and took one half of their face and mirrored it to the other half. And they actually, didn't, actually did not look very attractive at all. Oh. So they, they only took the more, the quote unquote, the, the better looking side and they mirrored to the other side and it didn't look very attractive. Same with the other side. So it, I think there is a bit more to, to, um, attractiveness than just symmetry but it does i'm pretty sure that it does play a part though Mm. and so i guess continuing on to the topic of attraction Mm -hmm. do you guys which one do you guys have i guess more of a i want to say priority but which one means more to you physical attraction intellectual attraction or what are the other realms in a sense it's person how do you assess someone's attractiveness after you've already had that first conversation and met them and everything. Kevin, you want to start? You want to go? Uh, sure. I, I don't, you just I can't vibe. say, I can't, yeah, I can't quite say that I actually analyze it and think about like, uh, mm. you know, whether or everything not I'm attracted to, to you and why and all that stuff. I'm, just I'm very much of a, kind of just get that feeling, you know. Yeah, I, I I feel and I vibe, for lack of a better term, I suppose. But the the, the feelings that I think yes, that it invoked in me, but also, I guess how we both communicate that in words, in action, I guess in the um, yeah, in all different ways. I think that's what really matters to me because. And at the end of the day, I think it boils down to the time that we spend together and the feelings that that evokes. Well, is there like, is there like a thing that someone can do and you, you immediately find them attra- more attractive than they already were or weren't? <laughs> well, I love good skin. So I can't help but notice like great skin. And when people do have great skin, I generally tell them. Um, and... Yeah, so if you have great skin, like to me, it's like, oh my god, I just want to rub my face on you. <laughs> like that, that, that feeling, like, or that, that, that knowledge is that can be across the board universally. And to me, it's mm-hmm. just like I appreciate that. And so, is there something that someone can do specifically that makes me extremely attractive to them? Uh, in my world, um, yeah, there's lots of things. That I think about it because there's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, from a pure physical level, like, yes, great skin is 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 great. But like, 
the the care that they show to something or the way that they listen to you and actually engage and respond all those things matter it could be also as simple as they um i don't know i love training and 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 um weightlifting and stuff so I don't know, if they pull like an awesome snatch or something and I've already liked them, <laughs> oh. I'd be like, oh my God, like what the hell? <laughs> now I need to spend way more time with you and get to know you more because it's like, this is so cool, right? Mm. But that's common interest areas. Mm. And so I guess this is what you were talking about in terms of there's so many aspects of what it means to be attracted to someone and mm-hmm. it could be common interest, it could be a look, it could be many, many, many different things. Yeah, I think I'm the sort of person who likes to approach things in a way where uh, I like to have fun and enjoy things and share that. Mm-hmm. And so I think if the other person is similar in that sense, and even though they have different interest areas um, and areas of specialties and all that, like I think it's the idea that we both want to share things and share a mm-hmm. life, I guess, if we're going into it. But yeah, it's the, the idea that you want to share things and involve each other in the thing you do. Yeah, I think... Um, the excitement. Yeah, I think this is very natural for like a partner, I guess. Um, I think if you really like someone, you just want to share share your stories with them, share a day with them. Like like maybe you had a good, like a really good ice cream and the first person that comes to mind is like, oh, I need this pers- other person to had this other ice cream experience it yes. like how I experienced it. Yeah. 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 That's that's generally when I know that okay, I really like it. Yeah. Is mm. doing things and it's like, oh I kinda like I wish you were here or like I mm-hmm. want to hear what you say about this or what you think of it or experience it with me. That's when you know you guess I guess for me it's oh yeah. I do like you. This, <laughs> okay, this might be a far fetched question, but mm. do you think what I just described is love? I think it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's definitely part of it. Yeah. The idea that you want to share these experiences with whoever your significant other or others mm-hmm. are, I think that is, to me at least, fundamentally very much part of what I look for in uh, a partner for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. But I think it goes also beyond that. But what? I think that is very much um, a fundamental aspect of it, yes. So what are the other parts? Well, um, I think communication and to, I think also tenacity <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is, is part of that too. Uh, I think knowing that, yeah, you want to share stuff with them, but also having the trust I think is extremely important mm-hmm. and all that comes through from lots of different ways of communication both in words and in action and I think tenacity I chose that word because it ain't always going to be you know easy breezy it ain't always going to be that you know you're in a good mood or a great mood or good things are happening it's the fact that when things are hard or lots of changes are happening and you know you need to put in work that you actually feel like you do. It's when you're angry and you're frustrated, especially at each other, that you can still hold hands and talk about it or actually try and work through things. It's all those different elements along with the fact that you want to share the great times with someone mm-hmm. that I think 
make up a little bit of what love means. Damn, is that I'm relatable? Cry. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah. I, I'd I be agree. very curious to hear what you both think about that too. Flo, my perspective on this is that um, I I think it does constitute around the realms of what is love and things like that. But I do want to highlight that it's not just from a romantic point of view because it's like, you know, when you vibe someone, vibe with someone really, really well and you want to know how, how else that they think um, and you want to share the great experiences and things like that, that's not exclusive to your partner. That's as well like for friends and things like that. And yep. Agree. So, I think there's a difference between uh, loving someone and also being in love, like yes, there's a difference. I don't, I, I don't know if, if that yeah if that comes across well. But yeah, to love someone and then to be in love. Mm. They're, they're Could both. You please explain. Oh, okay. Uh, to to love someone is to have uh, care, invested interests, um, but really, it's also well, actually to to love is at least from a one-way perspective, it's like when you care enough for someone um, to be interested in their well-being or to have their best interests at heart and things like that, uh, the feeling of it probably comes down to like the things that we described before. It's like you want to share, um, you, there's a, like a level of trust, tenacity in terms of length of your relationship. It's that loyalty aspect and things like that. I think to be in love is kind of having all those warm, fuzzy feeling things <laughs> um, <laughs> of being with uh, your partner, like from a, from a romantic point of view, from an attraction point of view, for starters. Yeah. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, but what about um, dysfunctional relationships? You, example, example. Let's say you're with a partner. You you love them. They love you. You've been together. Like, um, I I don't know. I've never been in a dysfunctional relationship, so I can't think of a good example. <laughs> but yeah. let, let's just say you're with you're with the partner, and you two have been together for a long time, um, but don't want to break up. But you do. You always do these things that, on the outside, seem like you dislike the other person, and they retaliate as well. That just means you're not in love with them, or vice. One party or the other is not in love, and it's not meeting in the middle, in a sense. So you yeah. might still have caring and feelings for that person. It's like you know, like you deeply care about your family and things like that, mm -hmm. but you're not in love with them. Okay. All right. So I'll actually bring up a actual example that I think I experienced. Mm -hmm. So um I won't name this person, number one. Um so me and this person's relationship is pretty dysfunctional in my opinion. Um this person cares for me a lot, but I find them annoying. But deep down I know I love them. Oh, Sam, are you breaking up with me? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not talking about you, Flo. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, 
Okay. Deep yeah. down, I know I love them, but every time they show show any type of care, I find mm-hmm. it annoying. Mm-hmm. And I so know they love me. So yeah. how would you define this relationship? Is that still love? May I it's... offer a perspective? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, of course. Uh, this, I think, is still very relating to loving someone and being in love with them. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least with my significant others, I actually, I'll tell them I love them, but I'll also say that I like you. And to me, there is a distinction between those two things. Okay. And I think that relates to the, to love someone, I don't necessarily also need to like them. Hmm. To be in love with someone, I, I, for me at least, so far, I think that I need to also like them. So I think there's an element of that, for me, that comes through um, into how I would define, you know, being in love or to love. Could you explain a bit more how you got to this thought process? Because it does, it kind of makes sense, but it kind of also doesn't make sense because it's like... Well, you can fall out of love, right? Or you can trust the fact that someone loves you, but you just don't, just like you said, you find them annoying or you Mm -hmm. don't enjoy spending the time with them. Or in in some cases, you have love for them, but the two are just not going to work out, whether that might be... Um, you know, different goals or the way life takes you. That's sometimes just how it plays out, and there's nothing you can do about that. And, um, yeah, in, in my case, I can't definitively put a finger on when I came up with that thought process. It just, mm-hmm. I think it felt natural to me. And you know, when you first meet someone and you begin dating and all those things, yeah. I like you. I like you a lot. And I'll, I'll actively tell um, my partner that I, I, I like them. And uh, yeah, it can reach a point where I realize, oh, I am in love with you. And then I'll tell you that I love you. And I'll still tell them that I like them because I don't know. I just think there is a, there's a distinction between the two. It's like a distinction you were saying, between the two um, because you can love someone but not like them, as in you may have grown to have a bond and a connection with them that you can classify as that you love them, but people change over time. Or um, it's a fact that in the long-term game, you, the both parties, whether romantic, family or friendship, um, your values are different or your priorities are different. And you might not agree with their opinions at that point <laughs> in time. So you might not like them anymore. It's like thinking about it this way. It's like um, um, you have a best friend type thing and yeah. you cultivate this you know, relationship with them. Or even if you've known them for a very short time, but you, know, you, you trust them, you love them, you want what's best for them and everything. But then your friend decides to change lifestyle they obviously still love you remember um but they have they're on a different path whether they have a different lifestyle they treat themselves differently or you know 
they go through massive weight gain or massive weight loss and things like that and you have an opinion on it and then and if you don't like it then it's like i don't like the person you've become i still love and care for you Mm. but i cannot be around you anymore because i yeah yeah and there will be times when you know times could be tough and you haven't talked in ages but you hear about it or you know that they're struggling and you show up or you talk to them or you call mm. them. And I think mm. it's when you want to do that for someone, even though it's been ages. They were that, shit to I you. Think, yeah. Or they did terrible things to you, but you still care. Right. Mm. And I don't know if you can help it or not, but maybe you still do. And it's up to you and the other person to define whether or not that's a you know, healthy thing or a toxic thing. But let's just assume for the sake of 2021, hopefully <laughs> where everything is good. Um, yeah, even after elongated uh, periods of time, you show up. Yeah, and so that's a good gauge, I think, as well, to tell that you can ask yourself. It's just like, okay, if this person, like, if they, um, you've dropped out of contact and things like that, but, or because, you know, you parted ways and things like that, but they needed, or they were struggling, or they reached out or whatever, would you care anymore? And that tells Mm -hmm. you whether you're still. Not necessarily love in love. You have love for them or not. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do we love? Why? Because there's. I think when people um question if love is a real thing, I. I definitely think love is a real thing. Um, but it doesn't make sense to me why it is a thing. Humans crave connection. It's a survival instinct. But when there will there's scenarios where it's logical to for your own survival to well put it this way logically for your own survival why would I need to ration half my food and give it to a let's say a friend no blood connection etc I just mm-hmm. made a really good friend. And we're mm-hmm. both starving. We have one mm-hmm. piece of bread. It makes mm-hmm. no logical sense why I would it why it feels right to halve it and give the other half to my friend. Because you're not feeding the physicality of you. You're feeding the emotional connection. So there's two di- that, that you can see it as a different type of hunger in a sense. Mm. So social connection, um, loneliness, and things like that. You know, you Plus share the consequence. That. Yeah. Right? You don't you want the alternative. Die, yeah, they would die. And, well, I mean... Or leave you alone. You could think about that as, oh, <laughs> this person passes away and it's like, oh, well, I ate all the bread. This mm. person's dead. And you, you know, I'm still hungry. Maybe you eat them. Fair. But that's not, you know, a consequence that I think the majority of people would be okay with. Yeah. Right? And it's also thinking... Um, about it in in your context in the example that you gave it's like well if they die i'm in this alone Mm. and that might be even harder but like you you see how like in that situation when you i i definitely agree with you guys but in that situation when you decide to halve the bread you don't think of these consequences halving the bread just feels correct and right and just feels like the natural thing to do and that that's what amazes me and that's kind of yeah. Do you think so? Like, are we taught that, or is that basic? It's from how yeah. like... I think it's nature more than nurture, right? 
I can't say I haven't I haven't been in a survival situation. <laughs> My um, opinion on but this look at is kids, that... right? Do kids always share things, or are they likely to snatch things away sometimes? And you get a mixture of both in different contexts. That's hmm. taught, right? We're taught to be polite. We're taught to share things. Sometimes a lot, you know. From I mean, do we even remember our childhood days? Like, some, you know, I I definitely remember days where it's like, oh, like my brother likes playing with this toy, and I'm cool with it. And there's other days where it's like, nah, you can't touch my bloody toy. And then it takes you know your parents' intervention to teach you, like, your brother, you should care for him, let him play, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's context. Yeah, coming in is also taught. I think it's also taught and observant, um, observational learning because yes. if we think of it as humans, humans are useless as as babies. <laughs> if we do not <laughs> yeah, have parents, yeah. we will not survive. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that whole sharing, caring aspects are t- like whether directly or not, we observe it through someone else caring for us as children, as babies, because, like, we obviously cannot, we can't talk, can't walk, can't feed for ourselves, we can't fend ourselves, can't hunt, we can't do anything as kids, mm. right? So I think growing up, you know, watching someone else take care of us in any way, shape, or form, it's understanding that that's a form of communication, but it also becomes the natural behavior, in a sense. If that, so if that's Let's learn behavior, yeah, right? Because yeah. that can also change. Mm. And depending how it's done and everything, it also plays into a part. But in terms of how you are saying, like, you know, you, you split the piece of bread and you give it to, to that other person, so naturally I think that comes from that, that observant and learned learning through growing up and being taken care of by someone else when you're a young, young child. Hmm. Okay. So love is taught. Mm. Yeah, no, not love no? is taught. Connection, learning to connect and to socialize and interact with another person is taught. Love is a feeling. But would you not describe that as love? Yes, no. yes, you're taught um, social. How do you like interact with other people socially? But. Let's just take the example of sharing, right? Sharing is an act caring. of love. I would share. I would argue. I would argue for that. We're coming down to a like a distinction of definitions yeah, yeah, and yeah. scope because I think. Okay, let's continue with that piece of bread analogy. <laughs> sharing a Get piece of bread. bread with a stranger, <laughs> I think that shows compassion. Um, Obviously, it comes down to the intent, why that person did it. Mm -hmm. That kind of also differentiates whether it's just like pure compassion, you know, for another, for their fellow human being, or if it's for a survival physical. I need you to stay alive because I need you to go and collect that rock over there and put it over there type thing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's just assume the intentions is not like to you. There's like a physical need for, for them to stay alive. Let's just assume it's splitting pure the bread then. is pure compassion. And yeah, so, so but yeah, I define put, it as compassion, not love, per se. I would put compassion under love, though. It's an act um, of love. Compassion. 
Compassion is not sure. Love. No, I wouldn't say compassion is an act of love. I'd say you can be compassion can be found in love, but they're not necessarily the same or mutually exclusive, really. Yeah, I guess uh, that doesn't matter. Like, I'm I'm getting too caught up in the definition of love, which <laughs> I don't think we can really. Actually, define, but yeah. mm. no, we all love differently. Express it differently. That kind of goes. To, well. That kind of goes into um, the kind of the next topic: the flirting. How do you, how do you guys <laughs> define flirting? The art of flirting. Oh my goodness oh. gracious! Have you guys seen that meme where it's like? Um, people who know how to flirt and things like that, uh, but then when they actually find someone they actually like, they don't know how to flirt. <laughs> how to flirt? Yeah. <laughs> how many times have or like have have you been in situations where people will confuse uh, friendliness for flirting as well? Yes. So many times. <laughs> I think it's it's more common with girls than guys. Yeah. Just try to be nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, just like, it's it's a method of communication, realistically, and it's just kind of like signs getting mixed up, or communication just getting lost in translation, or lack thereof knowledge of what it could also potentially otherwise mean, or people just kind of read it emotionally, and then they take that as fact, and then that's not true because it's not based on a rational thought, um, or the rational fact of the situation, so that's the difference of it. Um, but yeah. So are you guys, are you guys good flirts? <laughs> I don't think I am. Yeah, I, I, I don't really think I am either. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, because, I, I don't know, I would never be like, at least the way I would go about it, it's not like, oh, I see someone I like or I find attractive and it's like, okay, I'm going to go flirt with her. I, I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't think I've ever really thought of it in that way and like consciously okay anyway. i will flirt now yeah it's like okay <laughs> switch on. on the flirt button and activate flirt right hello hello you, you want drink i buy you yeah drink. yeah you like i like <laughs> oh goodness if only it was as easy as walking up and just holding a question mark sign and then just offering like a tick and a cross <laughs> they just choose <laughs> but that's not what connection is about, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, look, I've definitely been in situations where I think people can mistake uh, friendliness and, and I, uh, for flirting. I think that also comes down to personality in terms of uh, how we are and how we express things, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that's an important piece of context to consider here is, for example, you know, I'm a kind of person who is generally quite happy i like having fun i'll mm. typically talk to people um you know i like dancing i'll make a fool of myself um i'll do embarrassing things that kind of stuff right yeah, but then that's only me and there's so many other different ways of communications and, and people and how they interpret like what flo was saying is that sometimes my intent was just friendliness right mm. and i found that i think the older I've gotten a lot of the times it seems like when people when you first meet people or you begin talking to them uh, they think that 
you're hitting on them. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes it feels like that's the assumption that people make. And I think to me there was a very big difference between uh being in a relationship and then being single and communicating with people. And I did notice that um when I was in a relationship uh and talking to 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 to, to strangers or anyone when you mention the fact that you have a partner it's like the guard comes down mm. faster and and they they're less likely to be so yeah like guarded and and whereas when you're single and you don't mention that you have a partner and stuff i don't know sometimes it just feels like people get off on a foot where it's like oh like is this guy just trying to hit on me and that kind of stuff and it's like but no i'm just trying to i just want to talk like meet new people or make friends and that kind of stuff out and about i don't know have you noticed that has anyone here have either of you experienced or noticed a difference between being it's people in a relationship who wanting to know like i guess more context about like your intent because they people don't come up to you and be like i'd like to be friends with you and blah, blah, blah. they don't come up and just tell you your intent in a sense so they're trying to figure out your intent of the conversation through uh either cues and things like that so whether finding out your relationship or not that kind of like narrows down the possibilities like because you know you could still be in a relationship and then they'd still like talk to you and things like that and um, yeah and just vice versa yeah it's just friends um but i think it's just understanding and deciphering information in a sense but at the same time someone you like how long does it take for you to tell you that you like them Oh, it's pretty, it's, uh, for me, it's pretty obvious. I'm pretty straight about it. <laughs> because, okay. uh, like, yeah, ob- I, obvious to the point where it's, it's, it, it cannot be misconstrued as anything else. It's like, you know, like, do you straight up tell them, like, I like you? Are we talking about a romantic sense? Or are we talking about, like, we vibe really well? I like you. I kind of like your existence, I think. Or what are you? Uh, in this context, since we're talking flirting and attraction, yeah, let's just say that it's you know it could be a dating thing or potentially. Right. Um, I'd hope that they'd know straight off the back. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think I make it pretty pretty obvious. Not gonna lie. But you'll never say it out loud. Oh no no yeah yeah I'll say it out loud too. <laughs> Does it take long though? No no not at all. It would happen okay. on like. Good. I mean, that's a that's that's a good thing, I think, because it just leaves less room for confusion. It's like, oh, I'm talking to Flo. Uh, we've been talking for a while, but I can't really tell if she likes me or not. Like, we hang out and we do things, but it's like, oh, you know, she, she's like, you, you still wonder because you haven't had that conversation. And I feel like nah, we should now up. be at an age I'll, where I'll we're tell you, be like, Yeah, no, I like you. I don't know why, but I like you. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's great. I, I like yeah. that. Do you but like see, that? That's good. For me, that's communication, and that's just the way mm. that I I value very much transparency. Um, yeah, and also people just being honest with it and straight up with it, and also being able to deal if it's not the reciprocated in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just cuts through all the BS. Not gonna lie. So yeah, yeah. what about you, Sam? Um. What was the question again? I lost it again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, when um, if you like someone, do you make it obvious? 
and or do you tell them straight up you like them very early like how long does it take damn this this is gonna be a depressing answer but i haven't really liked anyone for a while (laughs) so i don't know how to answer that question just back man um do i tell them i think i'm pretty grassy with it Uh, like to be very honest i'm pretty mm -hmm. grassy Mm-hmm. Grassy, uh, as in, like iffy, like cloudy. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, mm. It takes a long time. <laughs> hesitant. Like, I, I'm hesitant because <laughs> I want to know for sure before I take the leap. You know. Yeah. And I'm. And why? Why is that though? What are you thinking about when you make that decision? Okay. So okay. Let's. The scenario is I I like a girl, and I want to find out if they like me as well before I pop any type of move and ruin the like good friendship that we have that's that's always my thought process and do you think that the friendship would be tarnished by the fact that you might reveal uh that you like them but they don't and it gets awkward uh is that a concern because i I would i think yes i think that's always a concern do you think we're at an age now where like in terms of Mm. i don't know maturity and communication that yeah we can do that and still we should like we should be be able to do that, but it I still can't. Um, I I think it's still impossible to to fully um know that it won't be tarnished. You know, you don't know how the other person will react. You can control no. what you how you react, but not the other person. So yeah, which is kind of exciting, also very vulnerable <laughs> and threatening sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but also exciting. Right, it's a it's a mixture of both, and eventually you get there, right? So, like, yeah. okay, so let's say like it's it's been a while since you have like someone, but you have like someone prior to this, and so do you think when you move forward and you meet someone that you do like down the line, do you think you would approach that differently? I think it really depends how I meet this person, I guess, and what's out. It it really depends on the context. Let's say if I meet them on a dating app, I'll I'll just straight up say, "Yo, I like you." Yeah, pretty easily. What? But if, okay. But if why? It's like, why? Why is that? Why is that such a distinct difference? I th- because like, what's the history? <laughs> if I meet them on a dating app, I have no connection with them other than the dating app, right? So if and I they're they're on the context of dating. Yeah. yeah. Like the expectations were already set beforehand. But okay. if let's say I meet someone through a friend or um, uh, through work, I don't know, through work, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to find other scenarios, but yeah, work, friend, sometimes on the train or bus home when you're out no, randomly, though, because work and friend, you have a potential of seeing them again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that kind of makes it a bit weird, even for your, uh, your okay. mutual friend, you know, I do. I do have to make that clarification, though, in terms of before, you know how you asked me, like, would I tell them straight up that I like them? I would specifically not say like, I like you as in like, I like, like you, but it's more like, <laughs> I like your company or like, uh, I would be like, I really enjoy your company and or something along those lines. I think you, you yeah, like but- f- knowing flow. I think you will only say that in like a very distinct situation. You'll be like, oh, I like you it, as in a, as a passing comment, not as a full stop look in the eye. I like you. <laughs> You know, you, I, it, that's just weird. 
Well, I mean, are those different, like, uh, I don't know, you could call it definitions or milestones or whatever mm-hmm. in a relationship where it's like, you know, you first meet and you realize, hey, we enjoy each other's company, so mm-hmm. start hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. And then you hang out, you hang out, and then you realize, oh, we're spending time, like a lot of time with each other. We're not just, you know, going out to dinners or mm-hmm. randomly doing things. We're hanging out at, like, each other's place and we're doing random things. Maybe we're meeting each other's friends and fam. And then it's like, wouldn't it be important at, at some points during all these intervals to be to, to, to begin? Oh, guess, if, if that's finding, the context, like, then of course. That, that's very easy for me. Oh, if we're but already it's, spending but a lot of time But it's when you're meeting together. someone first. Yeah, I think... Hmm, no, I actually, think... there's another distinction that I want to put out. It's not even just like whether I like you or not. I would clearly, not not even like whether like I like you, enjoy your company and everything. That's a passing comment. Fine, Sam. Okay, maybe that happens. <laughs> but for I'm me, right. it's... <laughs> it. Score for Sam. He knows <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would straight up say I'm attracted to you. And that itself is very rare. So... That is kind of like your my equivalent, uh, I guess. Like potentially, like you know, Kev for you. You'd, mm-hmm. I know you'd straight up saying like I like you, but it's yeah. I think it also depends on what you f- do. You like like yeah. I yeah. Okay, fine. Different milestones of whatever is happening. I think for me, like if I like someone, they already know. I would have shown it already. Before I actually say it, how though? Like, oh, what do you yeah. mean here? Oh, uh, then it's just different types of way people communicate. Like, some people get very physical. Some people yeah. just mm. spend a lot. Give them a lot of time. Um, I guess it's the you can personal... see how the, there's so much miscommunication can happen along the way. Yeah, there. I guess it's like yeah. just the personal. Like, um, this is gonna sound so cringy, but your love language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. it's just how you show. You guys love know what yours you are. Like, I actually did the test a few days ago with a friend. Oh, nice. What did you get? Uh, mine, my top two are physical touch and quality time, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the second one, but it's a very close second. Mm. Nice. But is that you giving or you receiving? I don't know. The test did, didn't specify. So I'm just yeah. assuming like, it's, it's both. But thinking about like, what you how you communicate to tell a person that you like them mm-hmm. or that you care about them versus how you'd want to keep how do you want they to communicate to you is I it both from, ways I, I think yeah thinking about it i think it is both ways mm-hmm. how about you guys kev uh so i've never done the test but i have spoken about this yeah and, um, i think we have spoken about this before yeah and and the well, the, my partner who I was speaking it with, I can't definitively say which is most important to me. And we were trying to categorize. I was we were talking about each one, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's important. That's important. That's important." So it's kind of like, but I think all it's... of it matters to me, mm. and I think there's a context for all of them. Yes, but I think the so... test would why why the test is good is because they put um all the different ones against each other so you and you have to pick one so right, but that's the point right is maybe there isn't just one that's most important to you and it's actually the fact that uh different things at the right time matter maybe maybe but i still think i i still would think there is 
a language that would resonate with you way more than the other ones. Because when I was doing the test a few days ago, I realized how little I care about gifts. Oh yeah, I can say gifts is like very, never like, giving you anything low. anymore, Sam. Like oh, I, like, I, well, like, I said it ranks low. I didn't say it mean nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it mean you nothing. know it doesn't differ. Like quality um, time is super important, but quality time involves things like physical touch and words of affirmation and mm. all those things. To me, right, spending oh, time fit. together and 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 being present and and talking and and hearing, you know. It's it should all be just do the test, Kev. Just do yeah, the test. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll have to go do the test. Afterwards. Just do the test. Sure. Look, um, one point that I want to raise, like mm-hmm. like for you, example, Sam, mm-hmm. uh, physical touch ranks very highly, right? Yeah. And on the topic of I think miscommunication, uh, and how that's very much a part of flirting. For example, mm-hmm. um, I'm the kind of person who is generally like if i'm friendly with someone and we're friends mm-hmm. let's say in the gym right you you would see me like randomly hanging around um groups of friends and like it'd be me and a couple of girls i don't know twerking <laughs> to random songs in the gym i would randomly like sit on you and like do random exercises i'd run over and booty bump you and shit like that and the thing is all those things that i'm doing things with and like there's a closeness to the way that i can be physical right mm. I, i'm not really afraid of that and in your eyes or someone let's say who uh is who very much values physical touch or in any other person's eyes who sees those sorts of things i think people have been confused by the fact that um wondering whether or not like i'm i'm with that person or or mm. not right it can be confusing me and kev get along how- <laughs> yeah, and you can see how miscommunication can can boil up from that mm-hmm. from from um you know third parties or anyone who doesn't really know. You. And so that's why I think that though one aspect might be important to you, it takes two to tango, right? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Both, I both I completely happy. agree. Yeah, but that's an important conversation I think to have pretty early on too, in terms of understanding your partner and what they value. Hmm. I agree. Compatibility. Hmm. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Nothing more to say. I just say I, 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 I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So well, Sam, yours is oh, so what, my, what mine are? What you think, what your, yours are? Uh, uh, I remember answering this question a, a few months, uh, half a year ago. And the the five so the five love languages are time touch acts of service words of affirmation and gifts right yeah mm-hmm. um i've always i've known for a while what they are um and knowing what they are they kind of only touch on i guess the five main categories of the way to communicate someone whether you like them or not or how you show affection um I personally always made it a priority for me to be A pluses across the board. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way that I communicate like with my partner. It's because I, I want to make sure that like even though that they do prefer one or the other, it's like I can do all of it. 
because it's more so that I agree. You feel all of it, right? It's important. Because what if they've never also, what if they don't really know what, you know, your version of what that is is? Exactly. And they should. They should experience everything of what you are. (laughs) And you should experience everything of what they are. I agree. But um, the reason why I guess I wanted to make a distinction is that I remember answering this question um, before to a person and I remember saying it's even though across the board all of them make sense to me, you know, you wanna nice you wanna hear nice things, you wanna make you the time that you spend together is obviously important. Um, acts of service already has time in it and you know, depending on what service they do, there technically might be a gift in it as well, or um just them doing something nice for you is technically can be construed as a gift. Um, what was it? Physical touch, also very, very important because it's, um, you know, the physicality of a relationship also, I think, definitely deepens connection and things like that. And yes. what's the last one? Words of, words of effort? No. Time, touch. Yeah, words of affirmation. You haven't talked about Time, that. touch, gift, words. Yeah. So across the board, I mean, I think in a relationship, they're all important or even from a, for me, keeping an attraction point of view, it's like they're all important in a sense. Um, yep. But I probably, instead of the five love languages, I would say affection is important to me. How that's communicated is dependent on the person. That's what I mean by like, you know, everyone's modes of communication and what their thresholds for each thing is very different. So if I'm able to understand what they're, how they can be affectionate towards me, on their scale and if it's more than their norm let's go (laughs) Mm. um yeah loyalty is a very big thing for me so it's a different set of value communication values in a sense yeah yeah interesting i think that's a good way to end the conversation (laughs) for today Time I, yeah, I I I like that. I learned a That's bit of. Good. I think I, with all these conversations, I always learned because of how well you put sentences together, Flo. I always <laughs> learn how to um articulate something else. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, mm. that's that's a good way to put it. I still think flooding is a very very foreign concept to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean. On on one point, like Flo, you're you're like a you know you're typically a physical sort of person, and you would show affection and stuff through physicality. But then, yes, um, you would do that with friends too, right? Mm-hmm. And do you find that a lot of time that that stuff like that can be very easily misconstrued? Because I think that's one of the ah, easiest ones okay. to get so, mis, mis- so uh, for me in that situation, a couple of things. Um, my friends who know me well enough, I already also kind of tell them straight up, especially with people who like with guys, guy friends and mm. things like that. They, if they know me well enough I'll, or earlier on, I'll tell them as well. It's just mm. kind of just keeping it very transparent in a sense. Yep. Um, but, but see, that's the great thing about being quite upfront about it. It's just like, Hey, I'm 
very physical person. It does not mean I like you and everything. I like you as a friend and things like that. And that is it. Mm. Um, and I only do that to obviously a certain friendly degree, of course. Yes. But it's a lot easier for me and my friends because once I get that out of the way, I can be more myself. And that's a lot more comfortable and uh, a lot more natural for me as well. But I think the physicality, what I've noticed is that people who allow me to be physical with them, like in terms of like, you know, um, everyone has different degrees of physicality between friends and things like that. Uh, like locking arms to my girlfriends or my guy friends and things like that. It's that's like a norm and for me it's more so that they allow me into their physical space and I that communicates to me that like they trust me and that they kind of care for me and that's how they show affection in a sense without it having to be yeah without it having to be romantic I think that I think that you're upfront with that and that people respect yeah. it. But I've also noticed that like the the more upfront that I am, especially with my newer friendships, the easier and much faster you can kind of progress through the friendship as well. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, definitely as I got older, it's just a lot easier to just establish it very early on. The I think it's because like at this age, peop pe- you would expect people to be a bit more mature about things. So and they they've already thought about these things as well, so well you hope so. So yeah, there's also I do hope another, so. Yeah, you'd hope so. But there's also another thing that I wanted to point out in terms of communication style. As we get older, I think when you were younger and people kind of like oh like you know they're a bit more physical and things like that, then it's just like oh they must like each other and things like that. But then when you hit a certain age, where um you're spending time or um, spending time or you're a bit more physical with them because as we get older as adults we tend to have either less friendship groups and things like that comparatively when we're younger or we're a little bit more time poor mm-hmm. so the priorities and how we show affection changes so that's why as well I think when get as you get older you know as soon as you see someone like locking arms or having the arms around each other and things like that. They're like, oh, you guys are together. And it's like, no. <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, assumptions. Yeah. Do you find that physicality has increased or decreased for you as you're older? Um, I think... Probably... Mm, probably a bit more comfortable being older. Because yep. I'm a lot more transparent about it up front. So my friends, like, the people who are close to me know me. And they accept my physicality. <laughs> yeah. Physical elements of our friendship. They have to. Otherwise, we can't be really, like, we can't reach yeah. that. Other <laughs> it's like you're having a good time. You're laughing a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll you'd smack someone and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, that's, it's, it's times like that. I'll it's punch like, you. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. People but have complained I... about it's painful being friends with me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it just oh makes me happy. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> but I definitely, there is a distinction comparatively. So even though I'm such a physical person, um, how am I physically with my partner is very different. Yeah. Hmm. But it's just, yeah, a, it's just, it's relatively scale. It's just a relative scale. Sorry. Yeah. Are you similar to that, Sam, as well? Um, I think the degree of physicality is definitely very different from me. Me with friends versus me with a partner. I'm generally not a very touchy person. I'm never touchy with my friends. But with, mm. with a partner, I'm very touchy. Mm. So. Mm. so if Sam lets you touch him, means he really likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Going to give you a big old hug when we see each other again. <laughs> Yeah, but I do love hugs. I do love hugs. Huggy. <laughs> Yay. But Dude, not, too much. not too much. That's, not too I much. Love <laughs> I love them when they come, but like the hug hug needs to be at like maximum like five seconds, otherwise it gets too weak. Define yeah. your perfect hug, Sam. <laughs> like I, I oh what I hate about hugs is when people like pat you on the back while they hug you. I don't like that. Uh, I, I like don't that. like that. I prefer the what back if it's rub. A, what if it's a, yeah, a circular motion? Like, you yeah, know, I, just prefer kind of, like, I prefer rubbing. that. I prefer that than the, the pat, pat. Okay. Do you like a, like a, a firm squeeze or? That's true. Like, because uh, there are some people who hug like, like it's like hugs. they hug with the whole person between them. Like they hug with just the arm leaning in. It's like, what the hell are you leaving space for, bro? <laughs> like... Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of guilty of that. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I think it just depends on how close you are in the closeness. In your friendship yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. See, I feel, Agreed. I feel very blessed because I know that Sam is not a physical person, but he lets me hold his arm, so I'm very happy. <laughs> oh, cute. I'm gonna hold your arm too, Sam. We're gonna be a trio, just walking. Yay! Thank, thank God, I'm in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why me and Kev get along so well, because we're both very physical people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heaps physical. That's yeah. the thing, right? Like, my physicality can, I think, in the eyes of others, can be confusing because sometimes it's very hard to distinguish between um, the physicality that I would show good friends and, mm. and a partner. And your partner, right? yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So, and I don't really have shame about it either. Mm. I think that's the other thing, too, is that, Two things as I got older was one, like shame I think lessened for me. Um, and I realized uh that's kind of on me in terms of how much I feel that stuff. So mm -hmm. I can change insecurity. That. Yeah. And then the second one was um embarrassment. When I realized mm -hmm. that most embarrassing things actually are quite funny at the mm -hmm. expense of yourself, but they actually are funny. I realized, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'm okay with embarrassing moments. It doesn't bother me so much anymore mm -hmm. either. I think but that's I another topic. I think I can define, like for me, I don't know about you, Kev, because we're both very physical people. For me, when it becomes uh, between your my friend and my partner, if I'm friends with you, it's how much I also like like to, you know, be physical in terms of, you know, like... Um, Hugs and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. But when with my partner, I really want them to in like touch, like be physical with me. Mm -hmm. So that's the mm -hmm. difference. So normally with like friends, it's like how much I put out and then I yep. control that. So yep. And that's up to me. But with my partner, it's like it's completely different because I want them to um, 
reciprocate in a mm. sense. Like mm. 10 times more type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that relatable for you, Sam? Because you're more touchy in a relationship. It's not just you. Is you also uh... feeling? Okay, not 10 times more, just like still more. Mm. <laughs> just a lot, yeah. <laughs> Proactive about it, you know? <laughs> it's just a communication standpoint. Yeah. I don't know. I I like to think that I don't expect a le- level of physicality from my partner, but I don't know. That's something not something I've really thought about, so I'll let you know next time. <laughs> yeah, when it, when it comes around to it. Yep. Because, yeah, for me, uh, from when I was... Uh, in a relationship to single mm-hmm. into a new relationship, it was when I entered the new relationship that I, I think it did matter more to me, mm-hmm. and they were also physical. And I didn't know that until I was in that new. So to your point, things could change. Happen. Oh, we grow so, and we find out yeah. things about ourselves that we didn't know, and yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like delved into the psychology behind, you know, why people like prefer each of the like we'll we'll keep it at the five love languages each of those styles of communication there's a lot of psychology behind that mm. <laughs> one but for the- next time yeah but mm? one theory that um is quite prevalent like i think mm. i do see why it might be true is like your love language your top love language is what you lack as a child Yes, this is not very, very... But, yeah. Let's not get to the depressing part of this. Part of it, but, but, yeah. Just something to... Just something no, to no, it's, 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 it's a very interesting one. Especially that physical ranks very highly for us. And that the three of us are Asian. <laughs> yeah, like there could, could be a correlation. Hey, yeah. no. But remember, across from me, all five of them, I... I see them as all very, very important. That doesn't mean I lack thereof growing that's up. That's even more depressing. That's not good. No, come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's an inaccurate theory. But I, I, think, uh, I think that's a good one to explore. <laughs> Maybe next Definitely time. Definitely something this, we'll time, need to yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's okay, it cool. for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, Kev. I hope you had a good time. We certainly have had a great time having you on here. Mm-hmm. I did. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It really was. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys all next time. Have a lovely, lovely night, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everyone. See ya. <laughs>